You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass, coast to coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Thursdays at 3 p.m., heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, we thank you for making our program a part of your business learning experience, and we encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time at 3 p.m. on Thursday afternoons. 3 p.m. West Coast time, different time zones, different time. This show is brought to you by Commerce National Bank, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, and Smart Stop Self-Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better business decisions. Critical Mass Coast to Coast is a production of Renaissance Executive Forums and Critical Mass for Business. Renaissance Executive Forums brings together top executives from non-competing companies into an advisory board process through which Thousands of leaders gain fresh ideas and new insights. If you're interested in learning more about Renaissance Executive Forums, simply type in Executive Forums, F-O-R-U-M-S, and up will come their homepage. I'd like to thank Ken Wax, our Renaissance Executive Forums business owner, producer, and friend from the greater Philadelphia area for bringing our first guest to the program today, Our guest is Donna Hoffman. Donna is president of Women on Course. Donna, welcome to the radio program. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Let me ask you, can you tell us a little bit about your professional background and then talk to us about and inform us about your firm, Women on Course? Well, I started my career as a CPA. Um, I got into that field because I could apply that to any sort of business that is imaginable. So I could work for, um, you know, a sports team, a movie company, you name it. I've been very interested in lifestyle type of um, industries. And I started in public accounting. And from there, I went to an ad agency in New York and got into the production world, auditing productions. And at the same time, my brother was going to film school at USC and graduated and he made a feature film. So at that time, they needed an accounting firm to come and you know, help with the production, and I, of course, volunteered and joined him. And we um, landed here in Washington, D.C., where we started a film and video production company. And being very close to the government, we landed a couple of um, productions with the government, and that sort of carried our company for the next 20 years. And through that process, we ended up getting top-secret clearance to do a lot of secret videos, And that made us um, an attractive um, purchase for a defense contractor who purchased our company. And that is where I developed, that's how I got into Women on Course. Very interesting. Now, the name sort of suggests something, but I'll let you explain what Women on Course is about. Okay, well, while I was at this company, um, I had a three-year contract to stay and help transition all the clients over, and then I was going to leave. Um, simultaneously, I was mom, and I had a couple kids, and I was dating, and I met a lot of men who enjoyed golf. And at the time, I had just gotten out of a marriage where golf was overriding, and it was just 
for him, not me. So I was avoiding I was avoiding people that were into golf. And finally, I said, "All right, I'll just take a chance on this one guy," who introduced me to the game in a totally different way, very inclusive. And I came up with an idea at work to do a television show about the lifestyle of golf for women and how business women specifically could use it. And the company thought it was a great idea, and they gave me a budget, and off I went to shoot a whole television series about the lifestyle of golf for business women. And this was back in the early 2000s where video streaming was becoming popular, and AOL happens to be in our backyard. They saw the show and asked if they could carry it on the Internet. And we ended up having more hits to our show than, say, the PGA highlights every week. And women were emailing from all over the country asking, how do I get into golf? Where would you get those cute outfits? This looks like a lot of fun. And being an entrepreneur, I said, hmm, there's, there's got to be something here. So I started a, I had a happy hour, and I invited women from various country clubs that were golfers and said, look, we have all this interest in golf. What, what do you think we should do with it? And they really didn't come up with an answer, but they had a really fun time at the happy hour and asked if I, were, if I was going to plan more. And we ended up doing this happy hour at Fleming Steakhouse, who also enjoyed having all these businesswomen in their restaurant and asked if we could do more of these happy hours at different locations around the country. So at that point, I was approached by a sports marketing uh, person, firm, and they asked, they said that they could get behind this and make this event, this happy hour event, into a business. So that was the time I was leaving uh, where I had sold my company, and that's where Women on Course got its start. That's actually the name of the television show. Cameraman thought of it. All right. So what is the business model for Women on Course? So Women on Course basically started out as a, a networking opportunity for women to meet each other who have an interest in golf. And right after the first couple events, we were approached by a, a national financial company who saw this as an opportunity for their agents, their advisors, to get in front of a highly desirable demographic and and meet women that they they were going to help their financial advisors help meet women prospects so they wrote a check to sponsor 80 events around the country and that's how it started so i had to come up with venues uh find people to come and the golf bait was sort of what drew people in it dry it it attracted a certain type of woman the adventurer mm -hmm. somebody who's willing to try new things it was very interesting to see who was drawn to the the whole theme of golf and networking together we're going to take our first commercial break and when we come back donna i need to ask you several times throughout the interview so far um from an entrepreneur's perspective, I heard some good fortune. Uh, a, a, a large uh, financial institution found you. People found your program. Uh, and and I, I'm wondering if that is, in fact, how it happened or if that's a little bit of false modesty on your part about what you did as an entrepreneur to go out and find these connections. So think about how you're going to answer that question when we get back from this commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, because Donna Hoffman, president and founder of Women on Course, is our guest right now here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. We'll be right back after these words. 
Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped. It took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sea. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smart old way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast, heard exclusively on internet radio station octalkradio.net. I would like to thank those in the listening audience both live today around the country as well as those that listen to our program via podcast, either off of Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, or one of the other podcasting services that we are now using to reach our audience more effectively. Over the past several months, really since the start of the fourth quarter of 2012, We've been averaging somewhere between 7,000 and 8,300 downloads of the programs each month. And for that, we are very proud. And we thank you for your interest in the content of our program. And our content is largely driven from our wonderful guests. And Donna Hoffman, president and founder of Women on Course, is no different. Donna, before the break, I sort of set up the question I wanted to ask you. And I wanted to just revisit that. Was was that clear what I said, or um, do I need to explain myself a little bit better before you can answer the question? Yeah, why don't you, why don't you rephrase it again? But I, th- I think you're pretty clear, but just you want to re-ask the question. It sounds like you've either been very fortunate or you've had some good angels looking over your shoulder directing some pretty major players to help you realize this dream. Is that what happened, or were you doing other things that generate this good luck that seems to befell you here with your business, Women on Course? Yeah, I think it's a little of both. I'm, I'm an extremely hard worker. I'm very driven. I'm very good at executing, you know, a list. And it's sort of like if you exhaust all possibilities and try everything and you do the best you can, a little luck has to take over too. And I, I was at a point where I had events set up and, I had people ready to go, and it was missing some funding, and it was missing a little bit of a, a push. And right at the point when I was about to just give up, that's when this financial company came back to the table. We had spoken to them probably a year and a half before. And they came back and said, you know, our strategy is now golf, and are you still doing that golf thing? And I said yes, and we cut the price in half, and a deal was struck. So that kind of got the first big jolt of getting us propelled nationally. So so bring us to today. Today. What what are you doing? How has 
women on course changed, grown, matured, whatever. What what is the model that you're employing today? Well, today, I'll tell you, a lot of this was driven by the women themselves. It wasn't like I set out and said, here's what I'm going to do. It was sort of, I don't want to say aimless, but I was basically serving the client, the sponsor, and I was serving the ladies that attended. And the first thing that happened was they said, Donna, we really, really like these happy hours, but when are you going to do events on the golf course? And I said, well, that's interesting because aren't there a lot of women's golf groups out there and country club groups? Aren't they already doing that? And they said, no, not the way you do it. And what makes us unique is that we provide a welcoming environment so every single person is comfortable. Golf can be an extremely intimidating sport. So our format is we don't use the word tournament. It's very inclusive. We have different activities. We have a new swingers group for the people that know nothing about golf, which is basically where I came from. So we start from the beginning, and we also have nine-hole play and 18-hole play for women who are regular players. So we expanded into the golf course world, which was a rude awakening to find that many golf courses didn't really like the idea of women coming out there. Some of them would rather have the course empty than 50 women coming for an afternoon. Are you serious? Very serious. Um, Why? I have no idea. I've been to a couple golf industry meetings, and it's a big push now that the golf industry wants to embrace women, and they've been talking about it, and they have programs about it, but the connection at the course level isn't there yet. Um, now, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of courses that are really, uh, you know, progressive in welcoming women. It's, it's, it's perceived as a very long game, so they're doing things like, um, you know, play for an hour, pay for an hour. Um, we, we have some formats called FOR and POR, you know, F-O-R-E, which is kind of the acronym, watch out, we're not really good, um, where right. we'll do... You know, just an hour or four holes on the golf course, and and everything we do, especially for women, has a networking component. Um, so I found that interesting. So we've we've basically cut into cities where you know we're making golf accessible for women on the golf course. So that's one change. The other major thing that happened was around the country, women were asking if they could join women on course, and I was like, you don't join, you just come, you buy a ticket and come. And they well, we want to join, and I guess there's this mentality of we want to belong to the community. So right. after hearing this in every city, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll make a membership. And I'm not from a membership background; I don't belong to things, and just kind of created a membership and benefits based on what the people were asking for. Wow, that's a good example. Entrepreneurs of listening to your clients, they will lead you to new business opportunities, won't they? Mm-hmm. And now, now I would say the membership stream, the revenue stream, that is sort of our, our business model now. I mean, we, we ended up losing that financial sponsor. We had them for four years. They changed management. The recession, you know, the economy kind of changed. So now the membership is really what's driving this, and what we're including in the membership is being driven by what the ladies are asking for and what cities they want us to be in and what types of formats and events they want to see. Well, um, you're, you're across the country. I'm here in Southern California, Orange County in particular, and I see from your upcoming events you have 
three events planned throughout the summer here in Southern California. And looking at the courses that you've selected in Southern California, in Orange County, you've picked very nice courses to play. One of them is a private course. So I'm wondering, how, how do you select the courses in the geographies where you host your events? Well, we started, I'm a member of uh, Club Corp, and they sure. own many courses. Um, Alessi Viejo, which is where we're doing one actually on the 22nd of April there. Right. It's a private club. So they, they were my first supporter. They kind of opened the door to courses all over the country. They were very welcoming to women, so it was easy to make one phone call. We told them what cities we wanted, and the doors were open at their club. So we do a lot at their clubs. We, we try to keep our signatures at private clubs. It's In a way, it's actually easier to do an event there because we use the afternoon time when the members are mostly, you know, they've played in the morning. So the afternoon during the week is sometimes open inventory, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so having women there um, is a great way to show off the club, bring some of their members in so that they can see the, get the club experience. And with Club Corp, I think we've gotten over 20 members over the course of this program for their private clubs, too. That's interesting because I just um, played Aliso Viejo because I, too, am a member of Club Corp, and I was able to get access for several of my clients and myself to that course, and, and that's a that's a great course. So for those of you that are listening that might be here in Orange County and interested in women on course April 22nd, yeah. which is not too far away, is the next event and well worth. When do you, how do you handle the enrollment? When do you close enrollment, and how does that work? Well, we typically can accept people right up to the door unless it's sold out. You know, we have depending on what people choose, we offer nine holes, a clinic and four holes, or an orientation to the game and a clinic. So as long as there's spots available, um, you know, we'll, we'll take people right up to the door. And how many in, in a month do you, I realize, you know, in the West Coast and South, you can do more golfing year-round than you can another, but on average, how many events? are you putting on each month? Well, the signatures, which are the bigger scale private club events, we usually do about four or five of those a month. And then in between, for people who want to play golf on a real frequent basis, we'll do mini play days, and those are run by local members, and it might and it's just one activity. So it could be a nine and wine. Our, our golf clinics, we rename them to clinic and cocktail, and we get a lot more people participating. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just rename it and more people will come. That's how it works. (laughs) Okay, lesson number two today here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast is it's all in what you say it is, right? It's what people perceive. Interesting. Um, Did you expect this to be, I mean, years later now, and did you expect this to be the outcome when you started Women on Course? Absolutely not. I, I thought I would... Turn this back. I really wanted to make this a television show. That was my goal. It was going to be, I was going to fly around the country, go to different resorts, film for a week and edit for three, and just show the wonderful lifestyle and all the benefits of golf. And now it's, it's overwhelming to me. It's, um, I'm getting requests from every city you can think of. My sister told me about it. I live in Seattle. Can I start women on course here? Everybody wants to start women on course wherever they are. And I've actually just retained a um, sports and entertainment consulting firm to help me figure out where to go next because I'm sort of taking it as far as I can, and I I hate saying no to the ladies. I hate saying I can't do it, so I need to figure out a way to bring women on course to people and and bring 
you know, make it not so event-driven, but let them get involved in golf. And one of, one of the things I think that's really different about this is we're not focused on the score as the only reason to play golf. Like a lot of people will hear the word golf and say, oh, I don't golf. I don't have time to golf. And so we're focused on, well, do you like to exercise? Do you like to make contacts for business? Do you like to be outside and de-stress? Do you like the clothes? Do you like the wine? So whatever reason people are drawn to this lifestyle, we're here to accommodate them. Do you get to, have you been able to sort of travel around and experience golf in these different cities where you have golf experiences? Well, I do go to a lot of them. I try to get to each city like once a year or twice a year just to meet everybody. They all want to meet me and hear my story. And and I teach the, the new golf group, not the lesson but the etiquette part. I haven't had a chance to actually stay a couple extra days and play, but hopefully as I get more people on our team, you know, I'll have the luxury of doing that. So that leads me to my next question, which is, is what is, you sort of suggested maybe what the future is, or at least the next step in the evolution of the firm, but we'll have you back at some point in the future here on Coast to Coast, and we'll be asking you what's new with the business. How do you see, maybe, let's put a time frame of, you know, two to three years out, Donna. What what do you see being different in the business in a couple of years? Hmm. I, I see, number one, that we're going to have a lot more, members in participation because the word is going to get out. I have not spent any money on marketing or advertising. This has all been word of mouth and viral completely. So the more people involved in Women on Course, the more it spreads. So it's just going to multiply in that respect naturally. We're going to fuel it a little bit with um, – People locally, it's it's kind of an interesting model because I did not start locally and grow nationally. I started nationally, and now we're kind of focused locally and and try to build that way. And then I think as we build the local communities, then the sponsors are starting to call and starting to products, luxury products, and people who want to uh, put their products and services in front of the women um, and we're very selective about who we allow in our events. Like, Wente Wine is our new wine sponsor this year, and the ladies love the wine, and we incorporate we incorporate the brands into the experience of the event, which I think is pretty cool. So I think we'll be seeing more, more brands exposed, and, um, you know, we'll be in more cities, and we'll offer more types of events so we can be year-round. I know you live in a great place where it's almost golf year-round, but... You know, in Seattle, we're, we're, we do a lot of um, non-golf events, too. We'll do, like, a luncheon or a happy hour. We might feature a fashion show for golf or a fitness, um, you know, stay in shape during the winter. Or maybe even we're talking about bringing in some speakers, some high-profile people that use golf for business or use golf in their life to just inspire women. This is such a fascinating um business that you've created and the way you uh, talk about it is uh, for those out there who are maybe looking for a different entrepreneurial career opportunity or are in transition i think your story is very inspiring for others i'm sure that's part of why you know people in the club members want to kind of share your story hear it from you but it's interesting how you've been able to uh, build this 
affinity group, if you will, around a very straightforward and simple concept, but it has really enabled a lot of other things. And so I, I'm so pleased that you're able to spend this time with us here today on the radio program. Can can you stay through the next break? We have a few more minutes on the program. I had a couple of other things I want to ask you about, but do you have time to stay with us for maybe sure, another five sure. minutes or so? I, I do. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, don't you go anywhere here on the radio program today, Critical Mass Coast to Coast, heard live on Internet radio station, octalkradio.net. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. The Orange County Business Journal has ranked Commerce National Bank the 26th fastest-growing public company in Orange County, and they remain a Bauer Financial five-star institution. President and CEO Mark Simmons attributes this success to how well the bank treats its customers and employees. Commerce National Bank simply delivers personal service at a higher level than its competitors, while offering technology on par with the big banks. If your organization could use a new business bank, call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they will handle the rest. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and we are speaking with founder and president Donna Hoffman of Women on Course. Before the break, I asked you if you ever expected that this would turn into this. What advice do you have for people who may be out there that are entrepreneurs that are in transition, maybe like you, they've sold their business and they're trying to figure out what's next, what advice could you give to them based on your experience that might help them through this time? Well, two things. I would say surround yourself with a few cheerleaders that tell you to keep going and, and a sounding board that your idea is a good one. There are many times I thought I could just go back to accounting, make a lot more money, and be done with this. But the I have a few support people that just kept me going. And the marketplace itself, listen to the marketplace. Um, if they're not – I've seen too many people try to push a product on a market that doesn't want it. Um, and like we had discussed before, these the, the feedback was telling me to go in a direction and – even though that might not have been what I thought was the way it should have gone, like I didn't really want to go into a membership organization, that's what the market was telling me. So by going that direction, it kind of gave new life to the company and it it gave it direction. What has happened 
to your golf score? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> you know, Aliso Viejo, I was there on vacation, and that's where I broke 100. And I don't know. I haven't kept score because the women on Courseway, you don't have to keep score. So Beautiful. I haven't done it in a while. I think it speaks, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, power of being an entrepreneur to go f- to go from a position of maybe disdain for the game, yeah. based on your person, to now being immersed in it and probably being associated with the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just speaks to what people can do in their life when they're properly motivated. And thank you for sharing about the impact of others around you because. Part of the reason why we do the radio program, Critical Mass Coast to Coast, and the local show that I do on Wednesdays is to bring the power of peer learning to busy business executives because I believe everyone can learn from each other's experiences and knowledge. And you certainly have provided. I'm so pleased that you are a featured guest today, Donna, because this, was a, this has been a joy to learn a little bit more about your business. Thank you. We'll have to have kind of, you out at an event. I'm sorry? We'll have to have you out at a Southern California event as a speaker I, or something. I would love that, and um, I think, I guess I'm curious, um, do you know of any national organization that has positioned itself like you have, only instead of women, it's a different group, maybe it's men? I, people ask me if I was going to start men on course, but I don't know. People tell me it's an unusual idea. And like you said, golf has been around forever. People play organized golf forever. But for some reason, I hear it everywhere. This is a unique idea, and there's nothing like it. So, I guess you have your hands full right now scaling this business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how important are the local people to the growth of women on course. You, you had mentioned Seattle as an example, but just generally as you're moving forward now, how important will those local people be for you to be able to kind of extend your reach? Well, they're, they're extremely important because they're, I, I want people who are representing women on course as an ambassador level to be embracing our inclusive um, philosophy because that's what's bringing more women in, the positive the positivity of these women, that's what's attracting more people to it. And it's, it's like magic at these events. I mean, everyone comes from every walk of life, but the prevailing mood starts from the top. It starts from our event staff is there. We set the mood, we set the tone, and you either join it or you leave. So if you're going to, you know, I don't want to call it a golf Nazi, but be so strict about this is how you have to do it and you can't enjoy it any other way, That doesn't really fit, and it turns off people. So we're trying to find this play-your-own-way attitude where if you want to keep score and you're working on your handicap, you can do that, and we're going to put you with like-minded people. And if you're learning and you're, you know, a little embarrassed, we're going to put you in a group with a mentor where you kind of feel comfortable. So having people locally that can carry that through at every event we do is is critical. So we I was expecting faster than we have people in place to to do that mission for us. I was expecting to um, sort of have that be maybe the last question, but my producer, my engineer, brought uh, two questions that came from the audience, and oh. I'm wondering if um, I'm going to ask him. Hopefully, you can answer them. Uh, one of the questions that came in is uh, how large or how many people participate nationally in in women on course. 
Well, we like to keep the events to a nice number. 40 to 50 is the sweet spot on a perfect event because it's not too big that you get lost, and it's not too small that you can't network. And find. I'm naturally, believe it or not, a very shy person in a, mm-hmm. in a group. So I like when there's an icebreaker activity. Um, that just seems to be a great number. Everyone leaves feeling great, like they've met a new friend, they've made a new connection. It's just a good number. That's interesting because, as you said that, I was thinking, I think every event planner should be shy because then they take into account and make it comfortable for everyone because the extroverts don't need an opening. The right. introverts do. And right. if, you, if you're slightly shy and you think about those quieter people in the group, I think it's a much more inclusive way to plan an event. So congratulations to you for, for thinking about those people. Yeah. A second question that came in is, can you talk about the, the membership dues, the structure for your organization? Yes. Um, right. It, this is interesting. We started the membership at $65, and everyone told me it was way too low. So I said, okay, how about $125? So that's where we stand right now. That is an, an annual fee. And if you join um, during the year, sometimes you get extra months. But um, we always include a bonus gift with membership. I think a, the big hit was Callaway Golf Shoes. Wow. Callaway was a sponsor, so people got the golf shoes as a, as a signing gift. Right now we have a, a sterling silver necklace that we had created, especially for women on course. So the benefits include you know, discounts to the events. We have a lot of content for the new golfer, how to get into the game, um, we have video lessons on our website, about three hours worth, and just access to all the other women in the different companies. We're about 95% are, are professional women that work, business owners. It's a great group of people. So you led me to another question, since I have you, and we have a couple more minutes here on the program. Sorry for going long, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, this is interesting content, and I think we're sharing a lot of great ideas here. Um I have a 21, 22-year-old daughter who's just graduating from college. Would this be the type of – she's played um, college, high school golf but not in college, and she's, she's a good player. Uh, would, it be a, uh, would this be a good experience for a younger person who's entering the workforce to be associated with women on course? Absolutely. If I had this opportunity, first of all, the opportunity to meet Women who are accomplished in a field you're interested in would have been tremendous just to have a, non, uh, a mentor. And we're actually talking about starting a, a lower fee for 25 and under people just out of school, maybe even working with the MBA programs, because what a great way to meet women that are more progressed, you know, in business to, to have as, as someone to talk to and, and make contacts with. Absolutely. We see a lot more young people coming. I've seen law firms where the partner will send 12 of his new people and say, I need you to get familiar with the golf lifestyle. Go to this event. Go. So yeah, I think it's we're, we're going in that direction, definitely. Great, because I, I agree with you. I, I think a way to accelerate a young person's career is to find a mentor who genuinely can help them for a, a, you know, for a period of time to, to so much of the challenge when you're fresh out of school or you're new to a profession is what you don't know you don't know. And it's, you know, it's, you can, I've always said, you know, experience is the best teacher, but some lessons are best learned vicariously through the experiences of other business owners and leaders. And, and I think that's the case, too, for, 
for young professionals joining the workforce. So I'm really glad to hear, uh, Donna, that you welcome that uh, that demographic as well. So yeah, this is something access- that I'm going to share with my daughter, who happens to be our producer here on the radio program. So well, it's, it's access too. It's access if you're looking for jobs. I mean, it's very. I have a daughter that's graduating also from. It's just very hard to find and get your first position, and you get you know you'll have so much access to people you would not normally meet. All right. Especially well, if she plays golf. She can be in a foursome, and you, you are now on an even level with them. That is so true, because um, if you're good at playing golf, you can be with people who want to be with you just because you play golf well. Exactly. And you get uninterrupted time to really get to know people, and it is, uh, I still think it's the most powerful uh, sport for business, even with the with other like mountain biking and other things that you can do, I think golf clearly still is the best way to get to know somebody in a social sporting session. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if someone wants to find out more about your organization and how would they not after they spent this time listening to the program here today on Critical Mass Coast, Coast how do they find you online? Our website is easy. It's women, plural with an E, so womenoncourse.com. I want to thank you for giving so much time today and sharing your 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 humble approach to how you've built this very innovative business. Uh, I look forward to watching your continued success. I am going to let people in our network know about your organization out here in Southern California. Should you need a speaker at an event, I'm always available to come and share a little bit with your members. And I want to thank you for being a friend of the program and welcome you to our community. Thank you so much for the opportunity to to share my story with you and your and your listeners. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Donna Hoffman. I appreciate your time. Founder and president of Women on Course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Donna was our focus guest on the program today, and I'm glad that we had a little extra time to be able to delve into her innovative business model. If you are interested in learning the sport or interested in the other benefits of Women on Course, I strongly encourage you to. Seek out her organization and participate and join. The membership fee is is very reasonable. And um, I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. I would like to also thank those of you that are listening live who sent us your questions. It helped to bring the conversation to uh, specific questions that you're interested in. We're always open to listener feedback and questions. Please continue to do that in the future. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. As I said, our producer is Rachel Franzi. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. I am Rick Franzi, your host. And until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions would move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast right here on octalkradio.net.